Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus with producer Sanaa Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hi there, I'm Amy Sparopoulos. I'm so excited to be joining verbally effective Ina Esco. We're going to spill the tea coming up. Hey, yo, Mike, check one, two, one, two. It's DJ D Nice, and I'm rocking with Double E, Ina Esco, with the Verbally Effective Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. You know, this podcast is all about the movers, the shakers, the podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and Memphis, all Memphis, right? I am your host, your double E, Ina Esco. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I need you to go and pick up that merch before we get started. IvyMultimediaShop.com, your hoodies, your tees, your Henry masks. You know, it's cold outside. You need to pick that up. You need to follow and subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms and follow that YouTube as well at Ina Esco. Let's get right into it because I can barely sit down right now because I have a Memphis legend with me. I'm talking about super producer. He has produced music for some of the biggest artists, I'm talking about Young Dolph, Gucci Mane, Lil Wayne. Uh, the list goes on and on, and he's still producing out here in Memphis. DJ Squeaky, what's going on, dear? What's happening? What's happening? What's How happening? Are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. Sure. Because you seem like a very busy man, and I'm so glad you fit verbally effective into your schedule. Thank you. Yes, you're here with me. And, you know, I know you're from Orange Mound. I mm-hmm. want to start there. Tell me about growing up in Orange Mound, Tennessee. Orange Mound, Tennessee. I think growing up in Orange Mound, it was just like a, I don't know, it was just like a learning process to me. You feel what I'm saying? Things you have to learn to do and not to do. You feel what I'm And then it was just so much stuff just going on. You had to really just kind of find your place in mm-hmm. Orange Mound on what you do and how you do, you know. Because people have their own agendas um, of life or what they want to do. So, you know, mm-hmm. by doing music, people just don't really associate you with the rest of the neighborhood because they don't even understand what you're doing. Right. You feel what I'm so saying? So you was doing music, like, very young? So oh, like yeah, early? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, how yeah. old? Um... I probably doing maybe like 15, 16 years 15, old. 16. How did you get into it initially? How did I get into it? Really, um, really I was a DJ at first. I was DJing, you know, parties and stuff like that. So, wow, that young, though. Oh, yeah, we were DJing. What kind of equipment you had? Back then, what did I have? I had probably like a couple of turntables out at home made myself with a big speaker. 
I'm probably bought from Mr. Z's or something, you know, house wow. DJ. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Was there someone in your family that influenced you? My mama, uh, like when I really got into music, you know, like my mom started taking me to church. And then when she started taking me to church, I really started hearing, you know, how how was music being made. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I heard the, the drum part. I heard the piano part. Mm. I, had the, I had the organ part. I had an uncle. You know, he he very talented. You know, my Uncle Perry, he very talented. He played a guitar. Wow. He played a piano. He played the drums. He mm. played the organ. I don't know what that nigga can't play. <laughs> so all of, all of them, they have influenced you. Right. You know, because really, yeah. like, my uncle, he was like a person that I really, you know, looked up to growing up because he was like, you know, when you see somebody doing all that in church, you know, you, you look at him like, he's somebody. Right. Who the hell is this nigga? He getting right. to me. Right. Talented. Yeah. Wow. So you was DJing the parties. What high school did you go to? Merrill. Merrill's. So what were you into at Melrose other than music back uh, in the day? Really, when I was going to Melrose, it was, was kind of like cool at first. You know, everybody just really just being a student, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though I was still doing music, uh, you know, me and MJG, we went to school together. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we was, you know, we just regular people at first, you know, going to school. Then one day, uh, I think it was like one day we were doing this, or uh, they had a pep rally event. Uh, one of my partner named Vino, rest in peace, Vino. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted me to come uh, do his uh, discretion at his, you know, at his uh, at the pep, pep rally or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So nobody in school don't even know me for even doing this. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I'm just Bust regular. Out. This regular dude come school every day, <laughs> my little fro or whatever I got on my head, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's like it was like after that point when we did the uh, we did the pep rally, or whatever. It was just like the awareness of people start knowing that mm-hmm. you start you you do the music now, you know. So once they kind of got that vibe with me in school, so it kind of like to me it made school a little bit more easier then. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because at first you were just going to school, but now you're going to school and everybody know what you do. Everybody know what you do, Mr. You Poplar, at you that point, huh? Yeah. Wow. So when did it turn into you actually doing the producing, like going from DJ to producer? Hey, I'm going to make this song. I'm going to put elements together. I'm going to hit this hi-hat, these 808s, put them all together and come up with something. That, that, that was just, It was like around the time I was really, you know, doing the DJing and the music. You know, I bought equipment and, you know, I was buying drum machines and SB12. You know, I was really mm-hmm. kind of getting into it then, you know, because, like, back then it was like me... Uh, probably MJG or something. We was like going deep with the music, trying to figure out this and that. Cause like you know he had the deal back then, so he was able to get a little mm-hmm. bit more equipment than that yeah. I that I had. That but we still was kind of fresh on it though. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? So a lot of that was a good lot and lot of learning process. So once I started learning and getting it going, and then I, I was dropping like mixtapes at first. And, like, how I was doing the mixtape, it was just like, you know, I'm DJing or whatever. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then once I started making my own beats and, and, you know what I'm saying, playing my own melodies, that's when the mixtapes changed. They mm-hmm. went from mixtapes to uh, I'm dropping albums now. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It just changed just like that. Wow. 
So let's talk about uh, the influence of Memphis music now, because I know you're very familiar with this. Uh, Memphis is deeply rooted in music, and it, and it seems like people are just now, uh, maybe over the last five years, are recognizing it on a higher level, right? right? And, you know, Memphis has always done this, but never got the credit for it. Why do you think that? Well, I, I, I look at Memphis, it's like Memphis got a lot of talent. A lot. You know, we, we got a lot of talent or whatever, but our key is, I always say, you know, since I've been in the music business, I say if Memphis can develop more millionaire rappers out of the city, mm-hmm. and maybe we can start getting a better way. It happened. Mm-hmm. It did happen. More millionaire rappers started coming out of the city, but that's just the first process, though. That's the first process. That's What's the, first the next pro- process? The next process, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to get people who's in the music business to come establish a business in Memphis mm. to generate business for music. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. got to be like, like when you like when you go to Atlanta, when you go to New York, they got like. Little music hubs. They got music hubs all over mm-hmm. that place. They got the video area. Mm-hmm. They got the producer area. They got the uh, the studio area. See, we ain't got no areas. We just got places. Why is that? Because the, in Memphis, it's, it's the same thing when I first started. They just don't believe you until it, it believes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They just don't. You can be, you can be, you could tell these folks, man, um, they they just not gonna believe. That they is just crazy. Not. Well, we got the first step down pack, like you said, the the, the, the million dollar artist. So yeah. now it, it's all about. See, like now we got to get people that are coming to the city, buy locations, for music. Yes. Not for whatever hell fucking Memphis doing. Fuck all that shit. We talk mm-hmm. about for music. See, Just we, for music. Yeah, we, we we have somebody come in and build a brand new platform for music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like if if a like a, a record company came out here in business. It, it's so crazy, right? Like right up the street, like three hours away from here right now, all the major record labels got a building in, in Nashville. Now, I knew you were going to say Nashville. Right up the street, three hours. But and they ain't got nobody out there but the country folk, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, that's going platinum and gold. Yes. But but I'm saying, uh, I, I look at that, they're going to go build a foundation right there. Mm-hmm. But we, we officially now got millionaire rappers coming out of the city, but still no foundation built right here. Mm-hmm. See, they're going to keep looking over that, you know, because they don't, they, I, I look at it like, okay, they looking at Y'all got a free millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, we probably get a fruit mow, get a fruit mow, and get a fruit mow. Then they might come on, but I very seriously doubt it. Then maybe those millionaire rappers should, you know, help with that hub in Memphis, get it going, start, or maybe get some investors behind it. Since. They, they, they would, but they, they, they probably look at it like I look at it. But if, if mm-hmm. why should I throw mine on the line and they ain't gonna even throw theirs on the line? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's just like if they can go park they uh, uh, $100 million buildings up in Nashville, which ain't number three hours away, mm-hmm. they can go park some some buildings <laughs> right down here. That little money they spend in Nashville, that shit ain't shit to them. Yeah. But ain't nothing. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, so do you frequent Nashville to, uh, you know, go to those studios that you speak of in Atlanta, to the hubs? 
I go to Atlanta. I don't go to Nashville. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna even go to Nashville. I, I, don't, I don't even know but one rap up there, probably two. And who would that be? Stalito. Yeah. If it's somebody else up there, I probably don't even know. I probably is Stalito. Probably <laughs> That's probably it, right? <laughs> that comes to mind. Yeah. But when you go to Atlanta, are you going there for business or pleasure? Maybe. I go there for both. I'm finna go down there. I'm finna book studio time. We finna go shopping. We gonna do something while we out here. <laughs> right. That's Atlanta, right? Yeah. Wow. So, Squeaky, what have you been doing lately? I, I saw your website uh, for your studio. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you're working with artists. I, I know you're still creating since. You were 15, 16. You got to love this music business, right? Apparently. Yes, apparently, (laughs) baby. Look, did you ever try another, like, maybe career other than music? Or has it always been this? Mm, Full transparency. I had some jobs. I uh, I used to work at Sonic one time. What? Yeah. You was on the skates? No, I ain't on no skates now. Hold on now. (laughs) Slow your road, beat. No, nah, I wasn't on no skate. I was, uh, I worked at Sonic. I worked at a warehouse. Okay. Uh, I used to throw carpet. Okay. You know, like like long time ago at the Cook Adventure Center, they used to have uh people coming out, coming from different all parts of the world, and they used to buy this carpet. They were selling like the carpet was high as hell. The carpet probably like a then that five thousand dollar carpet, mm-hmm. and they used to have it at the Cook Adventure Center. So they needed people to work and see how they what they did was. It'd be you and somebody, and all you had to do was just take the carpet, roll around so they could just see it, mm-hmm. fold them all back. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. <laughs> Make that dollar quick. I had another job, too. I, I used to pick up uh, I used to pick up body from the morgue. Really? How interesting is that? Man, that's wicked. It's wicked. Why do you say that? It's wicked. It's, it's just a thought knowing somebody, yes. somebody's in this black bag. Did something strange ever happen when you no, had to pick about it? Ain't, ain't no, nothing strange happen. I think yeah. I, I think over over time, over mindset, you know, he he was a guy I know that uh that went to church. With my mom he used to be the, the bus driver. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, you don't want to do this job, man. It's a hundred dollars a body. I said, hundred dollars a body. I said, what what, what I got to do? All you got to do is help me. Take it out the car. I mean, out the hospital. Put it in uh, in the van. We pull up at the uh, at the funeral home. Take it out. Mm-hmm. Hundred dollars. Easy. Easy. Now that's a quick hundred dollars. Yeah, but it's it's, it's still it's still the like thought that they're deceased, right? Yeah. How yeah. long you do that? I think I did it about. A, I did it about a couple months. That was a lot of hundred dollars, wasn't so, it? So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Folks die every day. Right, and that what and that what made me quit. Wow, yeah. And that was the thought right there. Folks dying every day. Every day. Now, how has COVID affected your world? I don't know. Mine, I ain't. That's you know, good. I, I ain't had COVID. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what they doing out here in the world, but you know. <laughs> So did business go up or down, or did you notice anything, any change? Mm, To me, I I, I looked at it like since I was a fresh start opening my business, I feel like I thought I really was going to lose because I started thinking that uh, nobody's going to come to my studio, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's COVID-19. I just opened bid. I probably won't even open a month. So this happened in 2019? Yeah. Okay. I'm probably over a month because I've been open right now two years. 
Congratulations. So, I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and I thought it wasn't going to pop. And then it popped. It popped. The rewind popped because at that moment, it wasn't a studio open mm-hmm. nowhere. But you was open. I was open. Yes. You come on in. I got mask and glove for you. <laughs> I'm going to wrap you up like tape. Come on in. Wow. So business has been good at the studio. Oh, yeah. So I know you, you know, rent out the studio to artists. Are you still, you know, sitting at the board, producing your music and things of that nature? Are you working with any artists right now? Oh, yeah. That's what I do every day. Every day. I got my own little room. You know, I got like about my studio building, got like about 20-something rooms in there. Wow. I be I done made me a little spot where I be in now, you know, doing my thing and still keeping it going, you know. Mm-hmm. It be popping. Where your studio located? On Mount Mariah, right Mount there across the street from uh, Dish Queen. Okay. 5738 Nanjay. Go y'all. plug it. Go plug it. Me up, man. It's going down, man. Digital. <laughs> digital. 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 Wow. So tell me about... You know, your current projects you have. You told me that you are in the studio working. Yeah, I'm working, working with Pastor with? Troy right now. We're working okay. on the album we finna put out. Uh, still working with Young Dolph, you know. Mm-hmm. Working on a whole lot of products. I'm working with Crim right now. Criminal Mind, boy, Criminal Mind in the building. He finna get ready and drop his uh, What's up, Criminal Mind? His new album. And he finna do a look. I mean, he finna do a movie. What's name, Moo Crim? Neighborhood, neighborhood dope man movie coming out. Crim is going oh, down. Movie. Oh, yeah, it's been movie. Filmed in Memphis? Yeah. Oh, are you in the movie? Yeah, I'm in the movie. I just got my role yesterday. Tell what's him, your role? What's your him, role? What's his role? Tell him, Crim. Crim, what's his role, I'm the, I'm the studio manager. Okay, I can see you doing that I'm role. the studio manager in the joint. When is the movie coming out? Who? April 7th. April 7th. Wow, congratulations. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, so, you know what? This is what I want to know, DJ Squeaky. Mm-hmm. Why Memphis? This podcast is all about movers and shakers in Memphis. You apparently are still here grinding it out, even knowing what you told me about the music scene, right? That's my room right there. That's, that's your room? I'm, yeah, that's why I'm hanging out at. I saw this online. Yeah. That's... I said I bet DJ Squeaky behind the board in there. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm hanging out at. State of the art. Art. Uh, equipment. Wow. And the, the rates are really reasonable, I noticed. Yes. Wow. It says book, doesn't it? We are, yeah, we book all day. We book right now. And, <laughs> and is, it, is it only music? Do you have any podcasters coming through? Mm, I have a few coming through. I have a few coming through sometime. They'll set up downstairs in that room I just showed you. We'll do a little podcast. Okay, show. that's good to know. Yeah, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I want to know. Why Memphis? Why? What do you love about Memphis so much? You're still here grinding it out. Got the new studio that's prospering. Why Memphis? What does Memphis mean to you? I don't know. You know, to me, I I, I feel like I could have I could have went a lot of places. Mm-hmm. You know, to do my thing. You know, but. Like Memphis, my home, you know, my family here. You know what I'm saying? I, ain't, I, ain't, I, I'm just here with, I'm here with them. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. I'm, I'm here with them. I don't want to be not with my family. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, ain't nobody gonna treat you like your family treats you. You know, That's true. it's it's cool to be around some different cats or whatever, but you ain't gonna feel like you feel at home. It's gonna be mm-hmm. gonna be different. I promise <laughs> you're gonna be different. People gonna be yeah. they're gonna be different, but. I'm really not grinding out in Memphis because I look at it like I, I I thought about 
moving to, like, I thought about moving to Atlanta, you know, if I ain't buy my building. But I started thinking about it. I've been in Atlanta like a hundred times. Yeah, right around. They got a million dollar studios, mm-hmm. big buildings, and stuff like that. You know, I started thinking. You know, even if I go down there, I'm about to really start from the bottom. Right. Cause why they gonna come over here? You know, I'm a Memphis nigga, but they gonna still be saying, you know, I can still go over there. I ain't gotta go over there. They got mm-hmm. they got hella more choices to do their thing down there than they do in Memphis. Mm-hmm. So I just look at it like I was like, Psh, I can grind right here. Grind right here. Everybody know me. Yeah. I ain't got to worry about no, they don't know me or not. Is it going to happen? <laughs> Everybody know me right here. I bet when the artists come through Memphis, they come into your studio coming to see you, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody come on through. hmm Everybody come on through. That's what I like about it now. So, you know, I really like about it now because I like, ain't nobody over there doing it like I'm doing it with the studio being. Cause I got to come I, check you out. I'm involved with so many young cats and and. People just coming in my studio, start recording. They start getting deals. They start blowing up. You know stuff like that. A lot of that goes on in my studio. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy to even be a part of their blowing up process. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Cause I know it, it, I felt like if I ain't even do that studio, maybe they didn't blow up. Right. And you know what? Um, like we spoke about earlier on the pod, um, you know, Memphis needing more of an investment to get to a, a different level. You're probably really on the on the starting end of that hub in Memphis yeah. with your studio. Yeah. So that's like you know one of the first pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, because the thing about it is, one thing about music and Memphis, music needs a location. Yes. You go to Atlanta, you can go to a thousand locations. You can go to the the, the video hood, studio hood, the promotion, the social media hood, the the, the promotion hood. Everybody got Mm -hmm. a hood, but what they doing, all this stuff. But in Memphis, you're going to probably catch two, three people doing it. Yeah. Just like you. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, hey, hey. But but that's a good thing because we want to see the city grow in this area, right? Exactly. In, in this digital world, this this music world, we want to see it grow. So, hey, I just look at it like we on the front end then, you know? So, I just look what? at it like we have to, sometimes you have to make a path for people and, mm-hmm. you know, until they catch on what you got going on, they'll catch on eventually. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? But. I was like, that's just like when I was building the studio and my boy Cream was telling me, he said, man, ain't nobody going to handle a studio like yours, Squeaky, man. You're going to have like four, five room. <laughs> he said, man, yours different. You know what I'm saying? By the time they figure out what you got going on, everybody going to be somewhere trying to redo their studio. Okay. And I got to come check it out. And it was just out. like that. <laughs> How long did it take to build? Uh, it took me about two months. I had like about. You already knew what you wanted. I probably had about 20 people working. Mm -hmm. I just like, I I was looking at it like for like business, like a business point. Most people said it would probably took me about a year. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, I can't can't do this in a year. You're going to be broke. You got to be gone. You got to get your business up and running. But you've been in this game so long and, Mm -hmm. you know, been producing so long. You knew what you wanted, right? Exactly. Wow. I had already had bought the equipment, everything. (laughs) You was ready. Got that location. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. So how can everybody follow you on social media? You already gave out the address for the studio, which is what, Mama Mariah, again? Give me the address. It's 5738 Nanjack Circle. 
We on Mount Moriah across the street from the Dexter Queen. Say, say he ready. The Dexter Queen. How can we follow you on social media as well? Y'all can hit me up on, on Instagram, DJ Squeaky underscore, and uh, Legendary DJ Squeaky on Facebook. That's right, legendary DJ Squeaky. I appreciate you for coming to share your story, coming to talk music with me, talk shop with me. I I think that, you know, maybe we could work on a project to help, you know, increase this music world. Well, we need to do something out here. I know, right? You gotta think we about can't it. give up on it. You got to think about it. Even in Memphis, mm-hmm. it's a real story. Even in Memphis. Well, we got five studio operating. Mm-hmm. To another city, they probably got about 40, maybe 100. Maybe. We, we got five. We got to get some more going. <laughs> we got to get some more going. We got five-piece chicken. Five-piece chicken, baby. We, we on the front end, right? We're on the front end. But I appreciate you, DJ Squeaky. I have always Six been a fan of your Thank work. You. And I think it's amazing, like I said, that you're still in this game producing and you're giving back with your studio. Um, you're on the front end of, of a lot of these artists. You know, yeah. th- these kids right now could blow up on social media with one drop. You know, take it to the internet. It's not on the pop. They killing you. It's yeah. happening though. Them folks blowing up. They blowing up. They like you probably look at that like that little then. TikTok video. Right. Gone. Right. Like that's you the like big you heard difference. Him move. Look, that's the big difference, right? Yeah. Because right. I bet you seen folks grind it out, but now all they got to do is do you, a TikTok. You, you know what I call the arrow arrow we in? What? BC. BC. You know what it is? Not before Christ. No. <laughs> Of course not. Before what? Computers. Before computers. Gotcha. Yeah, there was no such thing mm-hmm. of, of none of this before computers. That's there was, true. There was no such thing of people getting paid on TV, music, mm-hmm. nothing. Folks blowing up, going viral. <laughs> Everybody now, around the now world you got computers. Them. Now you got computers. Everybody get free dollars now. Yeah. That's true. Are you doing TikTok videos? No, nah, I ain't that. I, I, I said I'm going to do one, though. Get it started. You yeah, know. do some production. You know, I might and let do. that thing go around the globe a few times. No, I've been trying to figure it out. You know, I, I can I, help you with that. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out because I don't okay. want to be putting stuff up there. So I'm noticing a lot of cats putting their music up there, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be just putting my music up there and I ain't getting paid for it, though. Boom. You know. Gotcha. I, you know. Gotcha. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Mm-hmm. I have really enjoyed you. I wish we had more time, DJ Squeaky. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you check out DJ Squeaky new studio and also follow him on social media as well. Thank you for tuning in yet again for another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast.